Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're speaking with Joe Casey. Joe helps women build businesses that are sustainable, meaningful, and create a deep and positive impact on our world. She's been coaching for over 15 years. She holds a master's degree in coaching and organizational development and is an NLP master practitioner, a Myers-Briggs type indicator qualified professional and a certified emotional intelligence EQI 2.0 consultant. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. This is really exciting. Well, before we hop into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. <laughs> well, when I'm not working, which I, I will totally out myself and say there isn't an awful lot of time when I'm not working because I do love what I do. And so... Yeah, I'm, I'm not that great at taking days off and things, but I have a hard and fast rule that every weekend, um, apart from Sunday evenings, I take off and I spend time with my family. So I have a 17 year old son who, in all honesty, doesn't want to spend that much time with, it, with his mum these days. Uh -oh. Um, uh, but, uh, also a seven year old daughter and my husband and our dog Lucy and we like to just be we're real homebodies so we like to you know go for walks with the dog and cook and just hang out together and do kind of arts and crafts and you know it's just uh nice and quiet and and slow and that's that's really how we like it mm, yeah that sounds good when you've spent the whole week working just to have yeah. a, a slow easy day so mm -hmm. you know everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. I know I do. So mm -hmm. the first part of the conversation, we're going to focus on your business journey. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, in the in the bio, you've been coaching for 15 years or more. What? How did you get started? What led you to get into it? Um. Okay, so I had no idea you could do this thing called being a coach. I mean, it, it's actually close to getting close to 16 years now. And I had been through a bit of a personal crisis. I'd, I'd worked for one of the, the big consultancy firms in the city of London and I was working really long hours and had metaphorically hit a wall. So I'd, I'd got burnt out and I'd, I'd had to step away from, from that career. And I'd in the meantime had my, my son, my, my 17 year old and just really, that really focused my mind. And I realized I needed to take way more proactive steps to protect my own mental health, to protect my own well-being, because somebody else relied on me now. And so that kind of took me into the personal development world. And I, I became interested in, you know, Anthony Robbins and, and, you know, the, the, the kind of the, those big figures. And somewhere along the, the, the lines, I, I heard about this thing called coaching and being a life coach. And I was like, what? People can pay you to do this stuff. <laughs> um, so I was really intrigued. I found a coach training company that operated in the United Kingdom where I live. And there weren't many of them this, you know, going back kind of 16 years ago. There really weren't many of them. And I went on this, this, this weekend to find out what it was all about. And I just 
fell in love with it. I just absolutely fell in love with it. I loved how respectful it was because my the training that I did was um, kind of non-directive coaching. So it was very much around helping the, the, the client explore and find their own, um, solutions. It was this a real focus on holding space for people and the transformations that I, I witnessed. I just thought, oh, this is, this is amazing. My background had been learning and, and development. So I had that kind of teaching and, and training background. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was kind of love at first sight. After that weekend, I was absolutely sold and just thought, this this is amazing. This is so powerful. Everyone should know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you, you know, like I was I was reading in your bio, you've you, you know, you're into the Myers Briggs stuff. You're into mm-hmm. the emotional intelligence. Did you begin that? At, did you do that at the beginning, or was that something that no. you integrated later? That was something I integrated later. So, um, I like to present myself as a bit of a cautionary tale for all the things not to do when you're first, uh, starting a, a coaching business. I, you know, I like to share my mistakes so that other people don't have to. <laughs> um, so I, at, at the time, my, my son was, uh, just coming to, to one year old and I quit the job that I was in. I was a single parent at the time. My relationship had broken up. And so, I did the stupidest thing ever and I I quit my job and thought, well, this coaching thing, it I will leap and the universe will catch me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Because <laughs> I had no first of all, I, I think there are there are two kind of phases in a coaching business. The first one is getting really good at coaching. Mm-hmm. And the second one is getting good at the business side. And if you're trying to yeah. do both of those together, it's really intense. It's like trying to juggle and ride a unicycle at the same time. That's a good description. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to do both. I was a single parent and had, you know, an infant. And within, and don't get me wrong, I was working so hard. It wasn't that I was procrastinating or that I wasn't putting the hours in. I really was. I was, I was doing everything that my coach school had told me to do, but because I, I had so few of those kind of fundamental pieces in, in place around, you know, what my message was, who I wanted to work with, even being able to explain properly what coaching was to people that after about seven or eight months, I, I, I quit the business because I was in debt and I couldn't pay, make my mortgage payment that month. And I had to go to my dad, kind of cap in hand and, ask him to loan me some money. And so I had to get a job because I needed to be able to pay him back and I needed to be able to, you know, pay the mortgage and and things. So the job that I got was going back into learning and development. And I... I couldn't let go of this idea of coaching because I knew how powerful it was. And so after a little while, uh, doing a bit of an internal sales um a pitch to my my manager and my manager's manager to let me start doing some coaching because I, I I I told them how helpful and how useful it would be to be able to coach some of the internal um, managers and leaders within the organisation I was in, and so I kind of over the next couple of years carved out a role for myself doing part um, leadership development and part coaching. And so as, as part of that, as part of my kind of career development uh, with that, I then went on and trained um, in Myers-Briggs and emotional intelligence because they were, you know, within certainly within leadership development, they were such useful tools to be able to use with people. And then kind of 
on on the weekends, I was uh, training um, in NLP because I'd also come across NLP and had seen how useful that that was. I, I basically became a learning junkie with all all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and then eventually went and did my master's degree, um, and then got started to get asked to coach people outside of the workplace. So you know, maybe somebody was had a friend who was going for a new job, and would I do some coaching with them? And so my my practice slowly started again. Um, but it was more through tenacity than through, um, and, and look, I think I just, I couldn't let go of, of the coaching. Mm. I, I just couldn't let, let go. And luckily it didn't want to let go of me either. So that was, uh, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I just love all of the, to me, Myers Briggs is sort of my, I don't know, my guilty pleasure. I like to, I love it. whenever, whenever there's a quiz, I have to take the quiz. And whenever mm. I, whenever I, I interact with someone, it's like, I, I'm guessing in my head what they might be. <laughs> so, so go on then tell me what, what's your, what's your type? I'm an INFJ <gasps> and I, I've been an INFJ for, for years. And for some reason, I flipped to an INFP for about two years and then I flipped back. <laughs> ah, so I'm an INFP uh-huh. as well. Um, have you done the part two of the, the Myers-Briggs training? So the step one and the step two? No, no. So you know how step one is, is really into, oh, well, you, you're just this and you stay as that. And that's what the, th- the theory says. You're either one or the other. You're either, either a J or a P and, right. you, you know, you don't change, but then people do change and it's like, well, that doesn't quite fit the model. Part two is much more nuanced. And so it breaks down each of the, those kind of letters mm-hmm. into five subsets. And so what you can find is that over time you either become more adept at using um, some of the aspects of them or you can be so you could be a j but you can have a lot of p traits in there right so it gets more complicated and more nuanced but yeah i love it it's such a a great tool for understanding yourself and why see see people sometimes rail against it because they think oh i don't want to be put in a box but to me, it's not about being put, being put in a box. It's about understanding yourself and why some things come more naturally to you than others and why other people do things very differently. And so from there, then we can start having much more useful conversations around how to, or, you know, multiple people who may be very different in their, their types and their natural styles can work well together. Because mm-hmm. once you have that understanding as to why people behave in a certain way, why you behave in a certain way, then you get the opportunity to, to adapt and to change and to make allowances. And, uh, so it, it's kind of, I, I, I love it. I, I find it such a useful tool for self-awareness and for, you know, helping people just understand each other a bit more. You realize that, you know, those, those colleagues that you have or those relatives, <laughs> they're not actually just trying to drive you nuts <laughs> with their behavior. They're doing it because that's what makes sense to them. And what you're doing just doesn't make sense to, to, to them. And, and so I, I find it really useful. Sorry, it went on. No, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm a bit of a nerd about this. Just why I love it. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. I could, we could like throw all the other questions out and just stick with this for, for another 45 minutes and I'd be happy, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I found so interesting about it is, is it sort of explains, it explains me to myself mm. so I don't have to feel bad about, you yes. know, not being like other people or, or, mm-hmm. or needing certain things and not really understanding why I need certain things and, yeah. and others, it's just no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's good to be able to to dive into, you know, the, mm. not just the type of person you are, but the type of person um, the people around you are. Yeah. And, and like you said, just to have that awareness of the differences and, and to be able to be more compassionate about the differences is uh, is mm. really is really great. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, you had talked a little bit about, you know, just getting to that point where everything in life just became you know, more than you could could do when you were trying to build mm. a business and, you know, learn the coaching and learn the business side all at once. Would you consider that to be your biggest disappointment or, or do you have a like a low point when your business was getting started that you could share with us? Um, I mean, that that was definitely a, a, a huge you know, a huge low, low point, probably probably the, the, the lowest one, if, if I'm honest. Because I thought oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that my coach school told me to do. I'm, I've joined a BNI group. I'm sending press releases out. I'm working so hard. I couldn't be working any more hard than I am. Sorry, any harder. That was terrible English. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just not working. And that feeling of panic that sets in and that feeling of I'm a failure. And then those identity statements that we're so good at, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. cut out for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person who can run a business. I'm obviously not that type of person. And it took me a long time, even when my business was starting to then generate income later on, um, kind of my coaching business mark 2.0, if you, if you like, that for me to convince myself that, you know, I, I can do this. Um, it's not all going to fall down around, around my ears. There are some slow, steady steps that I can take. It made me much more cautious next time around, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, one of the things that, that to me is really interesting is when, you know, when you get faced with something like that, when you have to, to make that decision that something's not working and you need to take a little bit of a step back, you know, and you, you kind of got back mm-hmm. into the workforce and then you started to slowly, um, build the coaching back up again. What I find to be really interesting is like you, you said you were working as hard as you could. You were doing everything possible, but it just wasn't kind of clicking. So. When mm-hmm. you went back into the workforce, when you started kind of building the coaching up again, when did you feel like you were finally starting to gain momentum? When did you make that shift back to full-time coaching again? Um, so I, it was, it was a, a maybe three years of doing it on the side, a lot alongside my, my, my day job. And then I, I transitioned. So then I dropped down to four days a week in my day job. And then I, I, I couldn't drop down any, any further. So I, I found another job at three days a week. Um, and so I was able to do the transition that way, which financially was, it was a big help. But in terms of the things that the kind of, I call them the foundational pieces. 
so by that point, I really understood the kind of key things that I needed to have in place, such as I needed to be able to explain how mm. I help people. And I think that's something that particularly for coaches is, is really difficult because it's kind of, um, it can, it can seem a bit woolly and a bit, uh, kind of, hmm, you know, where we kind of say, well, I'll help you to get a better life. And it's like, but, but how, how do you do that? So getting really specific about how I help people, who I helped, what I, I helped them with, having some, some kind of ways of then building up an audience and starting to build a community. Um, and getting comfortable at actually selling as well. Um, the skills of selling, but also I, I think for um, many people who haven't got a business background, particularly if you're, um, if you're a service based business like, like a, a coach is, you're kind of selling yourself. And so that can feel really mm-hmm. vulnerable. And so things like being able to ask for the money, uh, ask for the investment, be able to stand firm and think, yeah, I, I do provide value and this is why it's worth the investment to work with me. They were, they were all kind of milestones being able to, to, to get those, those kind of pieces really solid in place. So I'd say it's probably getting on for about 18 months, two years now that, that I felt was a real, the real turning point. Before that, there was income coming in. I was, you know, earning some kind of a living, but it still felt all a bit, hit and miss whereas for I'd say probably for the past 18 months it's been it's felt much more comfortable much more solid and and being knowing that okay I I, I want to this is my my target income for, for this quarter I know these are the steps that I need I need to be able to take in order to make that most likely to happen um really understanding who my my client is really understanding um uh, my, my message um all of those things. And it's never static either. You're always growing. You're always evolving. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say probably in the last mm-hmm. 18 months. So one thing that I've noticed um, that seems to come up a lot is actually two two things that you said. And the first one is getting really clear about communicating to people what you're able to do for them. So like, you know, mm. being able to really say, this is what your result is going to be. Uh, when you work with me. Yeah. And then also what you said about selling, you know, being able to, you know, take the, I don't know, take the attachment out of it and, and just be able to, to mm-hmm. put yourself out there and say, this is what I'm offering. You know, this is, this is what I'm selling. And if someone says no, they're not, they're not necessarily rejecting you as a person. They're just not ready to make that yeah. investment. How were you able? Uh-huh. You know, to really build up your expertise in those, in those areas. I mean, did you find that it was really just, just continuing to work with people? It just got easier over time or did you do something specific? Um, yeah, it does, it does get easier over, over time, but there was, um, a couple of, a couple of people that I worked with specifically around these areas. So, um, a few years ago now, probably getting on for nearly three years, I did some work with Tara Gentili. 
who is a, a business strategist, and she really helped me to understand the the need to be able to explain how I help people. And she, at the time, she worked with a lot of, of of coaches. I don't think she does quite so much anymore. But really, um, being able to help me to dig into what is it that I, I do with people, and getting away from a lot of the stuff that we as coaches can can sometimes fall into, which is things like you know, coach speak and. I will help you to live your best life. Yes, but what does that actually mean? Why why would I give you money for mm-hmm. that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how will, that, will, you, will you do that? So the, the work that I did was her, with her was really pivotal. And then what I did from that, and I, I still do this repeatedly, is I regularly go out and I do... Um, they're, they're sort of like, I guess, like research sessions, but they're just like conversations. So... Uh, so for example, I've, I've recently, um, launched a, a, a group program called the Supernova Collective. And the way that I, I designed that and put that together was I put a message out in, in my network and on Facebook and in some Facebook groups that I was in that I was going to hold some, some research sessions with people. And would people want to sign up? And it would be 40 minutes. The first half would be me really asking them about what are they struggling with? What are they, what are they needing? And then the second half as a kind of a thank you, I would give them some, some targeted mm-hmm. coaching help. And so I did about 20 of those. And from that, I was then, I had a really good understanding of what it was that people were struggling with. I had my ideas of what, of what it was. And obviously, I, you know, I, because I've been doing this for a few years now. So I already had some of that information, but to really connect and have those conversations helps to really dig in and get a good feel for what's the language that people use. Are people really struggling with? Oh, I don't know. Um, eating healthy if you're a health coach or are they actually struggling with how do I resist the packet of cookies that are there you know what it, what what is it that people are really struggling with and once I had all of that information I was able to to put that into the into the program then I was able to go back to those people and say hey this is the thing that we created together it really felt like it was co-created and you know the, the program sold out and about half of those people I did interviews with ended up buying the program, joining the program because I, I, it had been built with them yeah. in mind. Um, so I'm a huge fan of, of just regularly having these kind of, you know, go out and talk to people with, with research interviews or just, I'm about to start something else called a uh, hundred chats where I'm going to have a hundred chats with a hundred different people. Um, entrepreneurs and other coaches about what they're particularly struggling with around um i I talk quite a lot about feminine Mm -hmm. conditioning so the messages that we as women are are, are given that can sometimes clash with what we we want to be doing out in the world particularly building businesses like you know don't take up too much space don't be too loud don't be too noisy that type of thing and it's not that we then think, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll stay in all our boxes. But when we are moving out of that, when we are building a business, when we're having to break through those, those message, those messages, there's a tension there. And there's a, you know, it, it can, it can mean that we struggle sometimes being visible and really, um, not playing small, being able to, to play the bigger game that we want to. And so I'm going to go out and, and talk to people about it because I want to find out what is it that they struggle with around this. I have my ideas already, but I, I want to know what they actually struggle with. And from there, then I can, I can 
put together some more kind of programs and, and products that is going to meet that. So I'm a huge fan of, of just talking to as many people as possible for research purposes. You know, it's, it's so interesting. I just love talking to people because it's like, I feel like interrupting like a hundred times and saying, Oh, but wait, hold on. Let me, oh, wait a minute. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you about this. So I've got, a, I've got a couple of things. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Go. So the first thing <laughs> that really makes a lot of sense to me is, you know, you went through this coaching program, you know, you went through your training to be a coach, but then you went back and you actually worked with someone specifically on, you know, that business strategy, honing your message. Yeah. And I think that's such mm -hmm. awesome advice for people because, you know, yeah. you may spend a lot of money to, to get certified as a coach, you know, and some people don't even get certified at all, but you know, they just go out and, and they want to teach, you know, kind of what they know. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's cool. Whatever way people get started, but sometimes you have to go back and get really specific help on things that maybe you're struggling with. If you can go and get that yeah. help, you're going to, you're going to slash that learning curve. And instead of it taking you five years to build your business, you know, you can, you can learn just exactly what you need to know to be able to start moving forward. So I thought that was awesome advice. And I just wanted to, to touch on that for a second. And then also, <laughs> you know, what you're saying about just getting out and talking to people, you know, we, we may think that we know what the world needs in our in our membership mm -hmm. program or in our course or in our book but but that's just what we've told ourselves and and to be able to go out and really talk to people and get their input it's almost like you were you had two end results the first thing was is that you ended up really learning what people wanted and what they needed so what you created was something that was that was a lot more likely to sell and you mm. got people to help you so that they were invested in what you were putting out there yeah. so they you know they felt a, a connection to it even before it was it was out there for sale they knew it was going to be exactly what they needed and and they had a hand yeah. in creating it so I think that that's to me, those are just like, it's so amazing to, to just to think about all the things that people can do if they'll just jump in and, and, and not be afraid to put themselves out there and talk to people. Yeah. And I think as, as introverts, now I know not everybody listening to the, this is, yeah, our introverts, but you know, the, lots of the advice that you, you, there's so much advice so much advice about mm. building a business. And I think it's also about finding ways that are going to suit you. So, uh, you know, I was told for a long, long time I needed to get out there and network. And I don't know about you, but as an introvert, going to networking meetings or conferences, I get exhausted just thinking about it. But having a hundred one-on-one -on -one conversations, I'm in because I love talking to people. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not shy. I, but I love that intimacy and the one-on-one -on -one right. conversation. So for me, it's a, it's a great way of building connections and, um, and expanding my network and learning about people. And, you know, it's an extension of what we do as, mm -hmm. as coaches, I think, is having those right. conversations. There's nothing worse than just getting stuck inside your head and stuck behind mm -hmm. your computer because, you know, like you say, you, you're trying to put together and, and trying to almost like, psychically connect with what it is that, that people want and you know it's way simpler just to go ask them <laughs> exactly and it's not <laughs> even that hard to find the people to ask you know i know that that i've no. told myself that before 
you know, oh, who's going to help me? Who's, you know, who, 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 who would uh-huh. care? Who's going to give me their time? You would really be surprised mm-hmm. at how many people are yeah. interested in, in learning more mm-hmm. or helping out or just having that conversation um, that you just have mm-hmm. to get out there and, and ask. Absolutely. I mean, I, when I switched niche, so I, 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 when I first started my, my coaching business 2.0, um, I was helping people around resiliency and managing their, their stress. And I got to the point where I was pretty burnt out on that. And so I'd also been doing quite a bit of work with coaches, but I thought I can't do that as a business because that doesn't even feel like work. Mm. That's, you know, <laughs> that just feels really right. good fun. And, and so what I did is I set myself a target that I would have 30 conversations with, with coaches just to see if, if I could help them with, with stuff. And in the end, I did 38 because, um, because of time differences and, and, and so many people kind of signed up for these, these kind of free, free chats where I was also doing some like kind of a little in the moment mini coaching sessions as well. But basically that, that launched my, my business. 3.0, I guess, where I, you know, working with coaches because I realized that I did have a lot to offer. I got a real deep understanding of what it was that people were struggling with. I, it generated some buzz because, you know, you talk to 30 people in a relatively small industry, then they talk to each other. And so I, I developed a reputation. It was a great thing to do. Um, I, I highly recommend it to, to, to everybody to do that. I'm going to steer us back over to the, the questions, even <laughs> though I love just getting off topic like this. It's, it just opens up so <laughs> much, so much good information and so many good suggestions. Um, with everything that we've been talking about, I mean, you've really done mm-hmm. a lot with your business and, and you've, you've just grown it so much, um, so quickly. What would you say has been your favorite achievement so far? Oh. I think actually this last course that I've, I've just launched it. I, I went through a, a bit of a, a rebrand and, uh, an evolution of, of my message, uh, a couple of months ago. And I think we were, we were chatting mm-hmm. a bit before the, the recorded bit. And I, I was saying, you know, I honestly thought I was burning down my business because my message before had been very much focused on. I'll help you get more clients. And because I know that's, that's sure. what coaches want, but actually the work that I was doing with people does help them get more clients, but it's much deeper. There's much more, t- more to it than that. And so I, I completely redid my website, redid my, my message to, to reflect that, that kind of deeper work that we do. And in that, that transition period, I kind of thought, I'm crazy. Why am I doing this? I have a really good business. I have a really good thing going. Why am I doing this? But it was like that old version of it no longer felt authentic, no longer felt like me, no longer felt viable. And so when I relaunched the, the website and then decided I wanted to do this, this group program that kind of really, really kind of covered all of the, 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 the stuff that I do with my one on one clients, but in a, in a group setting, uh, it was a real kind of white knuckle ride thinking, is this going to work? Are people going to relate to it? And what was so lovely is they did. And this group program, it was the easiest launch I'd mm. ever done because it just felt like an extension of my coaching. There was no email sequences that needed to go out. There wasn't a huge social media strategy. You know, lots of those things mm-hmm. when you get into launching can get quite... um 
tiring and there's lots of moving parts. And this was, I went, I had a load of conversations with people. I felt like we co-created this program. It filled up really organically. The group of women who are in it right now are just amazing the way that they're showing up for each other. It, it was lovely. And, and so I, I really does feel like my, my proudest achievement. And it mm. was the easiest mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, even though, it, you know, there was a lot of tears <laughs> leading up to it. <laughs> and oh a lot of chocolate. Well, you know, I, like I said, when we were talking before, I love the new website. I, I love the direction that you, you. that you went in. And, uh-huh. and I think, you know, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, when you think about rebranding, just in general, um, when you think about making a big shift like that in your business, are you doing it more because what you're doing isn't exactly serving the way you want it to? Or is it more that you've really clarified what what you have to offer the the person that you're trying to attract and and you're just wanting to to clear out you know any ambiguity or any you know any confusion mm. and that's sort of the idea of the rebrand is just to to make things crystal clear or I I think it can be both and for me it was it was certainly both um th- the way that I was doing it before, like I say, it, it didn't reflect the, the kind of the, the depth of the work that we, that, that I was right. doing with people. It didn't really reflect the journey that, that people kind of went on when I, when we worked together. But also I, I just felt like, I think, I think generally within the, the coaching industry, I, I want us to be having some more robust conversations about some, sometimes some, some more difficult mm-hmm. topics. You know, there's a, there's a lot of division in the world right now. And I want to be doing at least my small part to try and get over some of that. And I don't always think that in the coaching industry, we're really good at doing the rah, rah, just think positive and all of, we're really good at that. But what do we do about the other stuff? What do we do about the stuff that, you know, in life doesn't always go so, so well? The stuff that, is difficult even within a business things aren't always just you know get up at 5am and do your morning pages and then go for your run and then drink your green smoothie and then you know sell 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 and it will all be fine it's it, you know it's it's difficult and there aren't always simple solutions to things and so as coaches i want us to be having conversations that reflect the fact that it's not always that simple and we need we need to just be having more conversations and and looking at some some of the 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 slightly trickier more difficult sides of life and building a business and and so i just felt like i wasn't being very authentic i felt like i was being a little bit um just skimming the surface of of the work really before you know we've talked about rebranding your your business you've talked about just starting this new group program you've been doing a lot but what are you excited about creating for the future what's coming up next in your business i'm going to run another another round of of this group program because it's just it's so good to do the the people are getting you know the the women are getting so much out of it it's it's such good fun i'm i'm just loving that and so i i i really want to do um another round of that relatively soon um there's the possibility mm. of a book of me writing a book so my coach right now is wanting me to write a book which is that next kind of big scary goal for me um but you know I'd, I'd really like to do that and I just 
I, 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 right now I'm at a place in my business where everything is coming together. It all feels really good. There are no bits of it that feel kind of wonky. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. where I'm at right now. So I'm not planning too many changes. I'm going to enjoy this for, <laughs> for as long as it's, it's working and I will let it kind of grow and evolve organically because I, I find that, you know, I'm, I'm led by, by intuition and what, what feels right. I'm not led so much by, mm-hmm. by head decisions, by the kind of the intellectual stuff. And so right now this is working really well. I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The work is great. The people that are in my, my world right now are great. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. what's exciting yeah, me at the moment. Sometimes it's good just to, just to settle into it and, and, and let it happen for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I love to create, we don't always yeah. need to be creating. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I say all of that, and yet in the next few weeks there'll be something else that, that pops up that makes me kind of go, oh, and I'll do that as well because yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I do. I love I love to create yeah. new things, um, but that's what I love about mm-hmm. coaching though. Because when we're we're coaching, it's like we're creating all the time because every conversation right. is different. Right. Yes, exactly. I think that's why that's why I'm drawn to to the industry, and I think that's why a lot of people are drawn into it. Just you know, there's there's never a boring day. Everything, if you don't want it to be. I mean, every day can be different. Nope. So mm-hmm. we're going to move the conversation a little bit. And I want to, while I have loved hearing about your journey okay. and all of that, I want to talk a little bit about what's mm-hmm. working right now in business. So to begin with, in your business, in your coaching mm-hmm. business, how do you generate revenue? Um, I generate revenue through, uh, my, my group programs, uh, um, my one-on-one work. So I have a, six month one on one program that you can work with me called partner in crime. I also have a one off, um, session that, that people can kind of hire me for to focus on their messaging and their marketing. If they're, they're really kind of struggling with, with that. Um, and then I have, I have my group program. What would you say is your favorite way to bring new clients to your business? Conversations and, yeah. and, how do you go about getting people to agree to conversations? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I actually have a, I, I put together a free course that kind of walks people through this because it's something that I got asked about a lot. So, um, it's called Coaching Mojo. So if I don't know if people want, uh, if you're going to have the show yeah. notes and things, but if people go to joecasey.com forward slash mojo, mm-hmm. you will be able to sign up for the course and it just kind of walks you through how to do that. So, so my primary method for doing it is through your existing network. So putting together a bit of an offer emailing people who you already know you'd be amazed at how many people in your network either are just waiting to jump on a call with you because they're loving what you're doing or they don't know what you're doing or they know somebody who would really benefit from what you're doing and using uh for me my my favorite social media is is facebook but you know using whichever social media you are you're most kind of comfortable with and where your people are so facebook facebook groups uh i know people who have done this really well through linkedin um all of the above mm-hmm. you know instagram um th- things like that um it's really helpful if you can produce an image that just is a bit more eye-catching for people, particularly if you're using it on social media. 
having a real clear offer, having a link to an online schedule so that people can book a time that's going to be convenient for them. You're not having to go backwards and forwards with what time's good for you. Could you do Tuesday mm-hmm. afternoon? Oh no, I'm busy Tuesday afternoon. I'll have to do Thursday. <laughs> um, and, and just automating as much of it as, as possible. But, um, yeah, if, if you're really clear on what it is that you're offering people and why you're going into it, um, then you'll be amazed at, at how many people you're able to, to kind of get interest from because you're offering something amazing. You're offering your time and your expertise. Mm-hmm. And it's a really clear energy exchange. So it's in exchange for some information, some data for you. So people are helping you out and they're getting something in exchange. And that takes away a lot of the ickiness around it that people think, oh, is this going to be really be a sales call just dressed up as, you know, oh, it's free, but then there'll be some hard sell at the end. So you go into it with a genuine, you know, this is genuinely just going to be a conversation. Um, You can say whether you will pitch at the end or not. I tend not to because um, that's just not my style, but you know, that's entirely up to you. But yeah, it's uh, ask friends and family for recommendations. Just spread it about. You'd be, you'd be amazed at how quickly you can drum up some Mm. interest. Now, if you don't pitch at the end, then how do you, Mm -hmm. how do you make a conversion? Well, so there's two different types of, um, of, of calls that you, that you have with people. And what I tend to do is I keep the research calls quite separate to doing intake calls. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm doing an intake call, that's where somebody has signed up with the expectation that we're going to have a conversation around possibly working together longer term. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a free call. I will genuinely keep it as a free call, but I will, I'm not afraid to say to somebody, you know, you would be perfect for this person, for this program, or you would be perfect for my one on one program. Is that something you want, you'd be willing to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. And so you ask permission. And then you go into the conversation around it if it's something that nice. they want. Yeah, that's there's so many different strategies out there. And I really like exploring what different people do because because mm-hmm. some of it doesn't feel good to certain people. And, and some people, yeah. you know, some people like like to go in with a more direct approach and and they enjoy going in and, and making the sale. And then some people just don't. You know, that doesn't speak to them and they're like, that's just too, that's too in your face. I need something more, Mm. you know, more subtle. So I I enjoy hearing about different people's approach to things. But even with the free calls, you'll still find that, that people will say, how could this been amazing? How can I work Mm. with you Mm -hmm. longer? You know, and that, that's, that still happens. It's not as high a conversion as, you know, an intake call when somebody is, you know, signed up, say, you know, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, possibly working together. But then it, you, you've still opened up the relationship. So I always get permission to add people to my, my mailing list when they, they sign up for one of the free calls. So I get chance to kind of build that relationship over time. Yeah. That's a great idea too. Even if you're just having a strictly a free call where you're just giving value, Mm -hmm. just being able to to get people into you know we say into the funnel you know on your list you Mm -hmm. know i mean it but the idea for me is really just to be able to continue the relationship so that's yeah that's a great great idea Mm. you know knowing what you know now about building up a successful Mm -hmm. business what would you say would be the first step that you would suggest for coaches maybe that are new or that are struggling to kind of get their business built what would you say would be the first thing they would do or what would be something that you wish you had done in the beginning? Can I give two things? Of course. <laughs> so, so, so the first one I would say, get out there and get, and 
do some coaching because one of the, I, I think one of the most dangerous things that happens is we focus so much on trying to build our business that we, a friend of mine uh, has this phrase that says, coaches got a coach. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't got a full roster of clients yet, uh, and I know for a lot of people when they first come out of coach school, you maybe haven't got any clients or maybe you've got a handful is, well, go out and do some free calls. Go out and do as much coaching as you possibly can. Use them for research. Use them to refine and to, to hone your niche, but get yourself out there coaching because that way you, you're, you're constantly, um, improving your, your coaching skills. You're, you're, you're keeping your, your toe in the water. It helps to, to bolster your confidence. Um, and keep that up. Really, really vital. Coach has got to coach. Mm. So make sure that you are coaching regularly. Mm. Um, the second one is if you are serious about building your business is hire somebody who specializes in helping coaches build their businesses. Right. Because as I say, there are, t- there is two different sets of skills. It's juggling whilst riding your unicycle. Mm. Maybe you're really great at juggling now. <laughs> Well, honestly, hire someone to help you ride that unicycle because it's not easy. And I think you said it yourself, it will help shave time off that that learning curve. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, trying to figure it all out on your own is really hard work and it's really soul destroying. And believe me, I'm somebody who tried to do that for for many years. And, And when you hire someone who can say, this is what's going on in the industry right now, this is what I see as a strength of yours. This is what you really need to work on. And let's break that down so that we can put some of these things in place. It, 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 it will just help you grow so much faster. Mm. And I, I always think there's a, there's a kind of a, it's almost like the opposite of a tipping point. Mm-hmm. So for so many coaches that I, that I come across, they hit that point that I hit where you think, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to have to quit. Right. And one of my big, big wise as to to what drives me working with coaches is I I don't want people getting to that point because I think we need more coaches in the world, not less. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to hit that point of thinking this is too hard. I'm going to quit. So honestly, hire someone. I know you think you can probably figure out yourself or maybe you can't afford it, but it will pay off in leaps and bounds for you. Yeah. Yes. Great advice. You know, Joe, this has been so good. I have I have mm-hmm. so much enjoyed this conversation and learned so much. Oh, me too. We're going to finish up with final five rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Resiliency. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Resiliency. <laughs> <laughs> Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Um, Firestart Sessions by Danielle Laporte. Mm-hmm. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. <sighs> um, acuity Scheduling. Finally, how can the listeners connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? Um, my website is joecasey.com. I mainly hang out on Facebook. I, I do do Twitter, but, um, I'm, I'm not so good at it. I do do a bit of Instagram. My friends call me Instagrammer because I'm really not very good at it. I'm trying, <laughs> but Facebook is the best place. And what's your Facebook group? 
My Facebook group is called The Coaches Collective. So facebook.com slash coaches collective. Mm-hmm. And I will get yeah. all of those links um, onto the show notes page. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, this has been such good fun. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.